Are you in sickness, in deep thoughts, drowning in depression? You feel stuck and nowhere to turn. Andrew Womack Ministries and Caris Bible College invites you to the healing experience. This 25th of May, 2023, starting at 5 p.m. at Park Royal Mall, 5th floor, along Buganda Road. God is a faithful God. When you believe on Him, your healing is always available. Your healing is today. To all our partners of Andrew Womack Ministries in Uganda, we thank you and appreciate you for the financial support you render to us to take the gospel as far and deep in the world. Truly because of you, the gospel reaches the whole body of Christ. We speak a blessing unto your lives and families and exceeding prosperity. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. There could be millions and millions and millions of people watching this program right now. And every one of you was designed by God with a purpose. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach on how you can find, then follow, and then fulfill God's will. This originally was three separate teachings that I've combined into one. And I have a book entitled How to Find, Follow, and Fulfill God's Will. And I tell you, this is powerful. This just transformed my life. I had been wanting to know his will for my life, and he revealed Romans 12, 1 and 2 to me. I've spent two weeks talking about that. So now we're talking about if you have found God's will, how do you follow God? That's just as important. To find God's will for your life is essential. But then to learn how to follow God and let God flow through you instead of you doing things and asking God to bless it. This is where so many people mess up. We tend to be self-willed. We tend to think that we can do things. We lean unto our own understanding. And that's the reason that the Lord told us in Proverbs chapter 3, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. This is kind of the default. It just seems like most of us are self-dependent. We think that we know better than God. And 
But that is certainly not the case. So, anyway, I've got a lot of material we'll be offering you uh, how to get hold of all of that at the end of the program. Yesterday I started sharing out of a Exodus chapter 3. And this is after Moses had killed the Egyptian. He had been banished from Egypt. He spent 40 years in the wilderness. And as he was herding his father-in-law's sheep, he saw a bush that was on fire, but it wasn't burning. It's not unusual to see a bush on fire, but to see it on fire and not consumed, that was unusual. And and he turned aside. And the scripture says here in Exodus chapter 3, verse 4, that when the Lord saw that he had turned aside, then he called unto him and spoke unto him. And yesterday, basically, I was showing that the reason God revealed himself to Moses is because Moses was seeking God. And he could have just, you know, been so focused on getting home, getting for supper. Putting the sheep in their pen and doing things that he had to do that he wasn't going to uh, interrupt his routine. But no, he was seeking God. And if you want to be led by God, you need to seek God. If you seek, you find. If you don't seek, you won't find. And the sad fact is most of us are just being bombarded by all of the stuff that this world does. We get busy. If you ask people how they are, I'd, I'd say that 50% of the time people are going to talk to you about how busy they are and all of the things that they're doing. There are people that take great pride in multitasking. And in doing multiple things all at once. When Paul said his secret was in Philippians 3.13, this one thing I do. Multitasking just means that you're going to do multiple things less than your best. Yeah. 
That's my opinion. My wife doesn't like that. She she loves to be called a multitasker. But man, I'm just a simple guy that I can just do one thing at a time. And we get our energies diffused by all of the things that we're doing. We need to stay focused. This one thing I do. Era twesanganti bututandiko kule bintu ebinji mukasera ke kamu twezulanti amanyi gafego na mukifo cha go mukolera wamu twesanganti atetu gagabanyiza muitu ebyenja uru If you want to be led by God you need to focus on being led by God Era bubo yagalo kule mbero katonda isira olino kuliteka kukatonda yenyini nyini aberenga yakulembera You need to be seeking God and that's what Moses did. So the Lord spoke to him and told him, now it was time for him to go back to Egypt. And lead the children of Israel out. Forty years before he was totally self-willed when God revealed to him that he was going to be the deliverer and bring the people out of Egypt. He was, man, all for it, and he didn't wait. He ran ahead of God. And it was a total failure. But after 40 years in the wilderness, Moses had come to the end of himself. And on yesterday's program, I made this statement. I think it's an awesome statement that the beginning of God is the end of yourself. For you could say the end of yourself, trusting in yourself, is when you begin to start experiencing God moving in your life. And most people just, it's the opposite. They're trying so much to feel good about everything that they do. And Paul said, I have no confidence in the flesh. So Moses had come to that place to where he realized, God, I'm not qualified. I'm nobody. Forty years before, he had all of this position and clout and authority, but now he had nothing. Nobody recognized him. He was a guy that herded sheep for a living. For his father-in-law, he was actually working for his father-in-law. Didn't even have his own business. In many ways, Moses just felt like God. I'm completely inadequate. But the Lord told him. You will go down. They will believe you. 
nti ojja ku ojja you will bring them out and you will worship on this mountain. And so he gave him all of these promises. And how did Moses respond? Look at this in chapter 4 verse 1. Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me. Nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. This was now uh, three or four times that the Lord had already told him, Go ahead, do it, I'll be with you. It's going to work. And Moses just kept saying over and over, No, God, I can't do it. I can't do it. He had literally come to the end of himself. And even though that's a necessary place to be, you've got to go beyond yourself. You need to come to a place to recognize that God, I'm not qualified. God has never had anybody qualified working for him yet. You need to come to that place of God, I need your grace. I need your mercy. I don't need justice. We need to come there, but if you aren't careful, and if you stay stuck in that place, then you'll never go on to, even though you can't do anything, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You've got to have both of these apparent opposites in balance. At the same time. And it's people tend to be one or the other. People either are over here in self-confidence. They can I can do all things and they leave off the through Christ. They just are confident that, man, I can do anything. They're either over here in self-confidence like Moses was 40 years before. Or they're over here when they've just crashed and burned and realized, oh God, I can't do anything on my own. And they tend to be one or the other, but you've got to have these things in balance. There actually needs to be a combination 
of these things to where you recognize your limitations. Kakati chino kubanti obigata byombi oberenga kuruddo lumo obosobola okukiriza ndi tosobola kuchikola mu manyego. And you don't have any confidence in your flesh. Ngatolina bwesigebo na mu mubirigo. But you have total confidence in Christ in you. Neate ngo bwesigebo nabonna bulimoyo Kristo atura mugwe and who you are in Christ. And if God gives you a command and tells you to do something, you could charge hell with a water pistol if you knew that that's what God told you to do. Because you are completely confident and bold in Him. But it's all in him, not in yourself. Those are not opposing forces. They actually complement each other. But if you aren't careful when you come to the end of yourself, you will stop right there and it will lead you into unbelief. God had just told Moses, he says, they will believe you, they will follow you, it will work. And he says, no, it won't work. They won't believe me. They won't believe that you've spoken to me. So the Lord here did something to establish who Moses was. To give him an idea of the power of God that was going to work through him. And so here in Exodus chapter 4, verse 2, it says, The Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, a rod. It was just a stick. You know, a shepherd used a rod to fight off wild animals. But also to herd their sheep, to separate them. To help them walk up a steep incline or something like that. It was just a tool of his trade. It was just a stick. He got a piece of wood someplace and he might have carved it and made it and put some emblem on it or something like that. But it was just a stick. What do you have in your hand? It's just a stick. And look at what the Lord said. He said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled from before it. 
Nagusula wansi negufuko msota. Musa naduka mumaso gago. Now if you've heard my previous broadcast, I'm not going to go back and, and rehash all of this, but it says in Hebrews chapter 11 that he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Kakati, bubo wawuliza programu zange, ezize sabite ezise kawe mabega. Baibuli ya kulaga elimu weblania esura ya kuminemu nyiruabini musavu, nti musonu yalia gumikiriza katonda. Well, that means he persevered. He wasn't just running from God and trying to put God out of his mind. Echali chitegeza, nti musati ya tulabutuzi mudungu, ngageza ako kwe wala katona, ngageza ako kuduka katona nedda, ne yalinga mudungu, ngagumikiriza, ngalindi ya katonda. And he was seeking God this whole time. Elanga musa, ebisira binobyo nabyo na, yali, and so here's what he had been seeking for for 40 years. You know, the scriptures don't reveal that the Lord ever appeared unto him, spoke unto him during that 40 years that he spent in the wilderness. He might have, but as far as scripture goes, there's no record of him having an encounter with God or anything like this. And so here after 40 years, he had been seeking and waiting and looking for another opportunity. Here he was in the presence of God. He was hearing an audible voice out of God. God had told him to take his shoes off. And because he was on holy ground and he fell on his face. Bowed before the Lord. He was in the physical manifest presence of God. Hearing an audible voice of God and yet he was going to flee when his stick turned into a snake. Neate yali asaze wokuduka mumaso gomutigwe ogwali gufuso omusota and he fled before it. Naguduka. You know some people don't mind handling snakes. Omanyu abantu abasinga tebafayo kwata misota. I was actually riding in a pickup one time with a guy and I heard some noise. Under the seat and I started to reach under there and look and see what was happening. He says, don't do that. And I said, what's going on? He says, oh, I've got rattlesnakes under there. He had been out catching rattlesnakes because he got a bounty for them. This was in Childress, Texas. And he had rattlesnakes in this cage underneath his seat. There's some people that go out and intentionally catch snakes and do things. But Moses wasn't one of those guys. Moses had been seeking for this 
Kumpi okumale miaka makumi ana, yali alindirira luno lunako katonda lwaliddamu okumusisinkana. Terry was in the physical presence of God and audible voice of God and he was willing to flee the whole thing to get away from this snake. Era musa wuno wano tumulaba anti yali mukubera okwa katonda nga katonda amulaba kawo nga uliye ne dobozi lya katonda eliyo mwanguka lyogera ne tulabanga musa yali mwetegefu okudduka ebintu byonna 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 olokubanti omutigo gwali gufusa omusota so that shows you that he was not a snake handler. Katechona chikuyigiriza nti musono tiyaliyo mukwa abantu abakwate emisota ngoli yali antwalako mukapika apuke. And the Lord said unto Moses, he says put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. Kakatolo nyiriyo lwokuna mukama naagamba Musa nti gololo mukono go ogukwate akawuwo. Now this is significant. Because even if you were a person that handled snakes, if you pick a snake up by the tail, that allows that snake to turn and bite you and potentially kill you. If you are going to handle the snake, you have to grab it right behind its jaws so that as its body turns, it can't bite you. Kakati bubo na kwa ato musota, togu kwa ata kawu, wabulo kwa ata wano kumutwe. Nti nomubili kwa gwena wegwe nyola gutia, guwate gusobola kuchiuka, kuruma. To pick a snake up by the tail means that you aren't in control. Chiba chitegeza, sigwa limu bufuzi. It means that you are at the mercy of that snake. Kachibachitegeza umusota gunogwe gulino kusasira gukole gochi chegwagalo kukola. And the significance of all of this was Moses had been saying I'm I'm putting words in his mouth but I believe that this was really his heart. Chino chechitegeza Musa mukasira ako bwemange namuteke bigambo mukamwaka chino chika chaliageza ako kuogera. For 40 years he had endured. He had been saying God show me what you want me to do. Musa alinga agama nti mukama okumale emyaka ana mbadde nkulindiride kakati mbuli yacho yagala ankole I know you want me to bring the Israelites out of bondage Lanchi manyide dala oyagala ngende ndeta abana ba Israeli okubajja mbusebe But how do I do it when Na ye oyagala nchikole ntia eroje oyagala nchikole di Just show me and I'll do anything Kakati mukama ankusabye gwendaga nange njakola echo che nyini nyini choyagala ankole He was saying give me another chance Yalinga sabaka tonangalinga mugama ntimpayo mwaganyo mulala And he was looking for God to use him Ereno Musa yaliageza ko kutunula tunulanga ayagala katonda amukozese And the Lord told him to take a tool of his trade basically his life and just throw it down before him and now pick it up by the tail Kakati katonda na mugama ntikwata omugo gobadde wesi gobadde gukumo gobadde gutambuza njagalo gukwate ogusule wansi ate njagalo gulonde wo ngogukwata kawuwo And did you know that Moses didn't have the benefit of knowing the last half of Exodus chapter 4 verse 4 Omayiti Musa teyafuna mwaganya kumanya chicha alichigenda kudirira mukuva esule yokuna akatundu akasemba yo kulinyirira olwokuna He hadn't written it yet Musa ite nababi wandika he didn't know that when he picked the snake up by the tail, it would turn back into a rod. Musa elita manyinti wana kwa tomu suta gunokawoka ago, guja kudamugu fuko muti. It would turn back into a stick. 
From his perspective, to pick up this venomous snake by the tail. Kakati yemu masoge okukwata omusota gunonga agukwata kawuo. Could have been death. Chali chitegezo kufa. And God was telling them to do something that could have killed him. Could have killed all of his dreams about bringing the Israelites out of Egypt. This could have been the end. And yet Moses had come to this place to recognize that God, I totally blew it when I did it my way. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And so when he bent down and picked up that stick by the tail. That was an absolute surrender. You know what this was? This was his final exam in Bush University. For 40 years, he had been in Bush University Learning that Moses, I didn't ask you to do it through your strength and power. I want you to do it my way. You have to be responsive to me. Will you do what I tell you to do? And Moses had been saying, oh God, I'll do anything. Well, here's his final exam. Will you do anything? Will you pick a snake up by the tail? Well, a venomous snake, even if it looks like you could die. And you know what? To Moses' credit, he passed the test. He picked up that snake by the tail, and when he did it, turned back into a stick. Before I go on and tell you the rest of this, let me just say that every one of us in our relationship with the Lord. And if you are seeking to fulfill God's will in your life, every single one of us has to come to some place to where you cast down all of your plans. All of your great wisdom. And all of the things that you are trusting. You have to lay that down before God. And be willing to give it up. Before God will really give it back to you and start flowing through you. I can look at Abraham. 
Abraham spent 26 years believing God for a child when he finally got his miraculous child when Isaac was about somewhere around 17 years old most people believe God told Abraham to go sacrifice Isaac this was his promise seed and at this time Abraham when Isaac was 17 years old Abraham was 117 years old and God basically said, take your promise. Take this thing that you've been believing for. For 117 years and sacrificing. Kill him. Chiti. And of course, it was a test. God never intended for him to kill his son. But he wanted to know if he was willing to do it. And Abraham passed the test. So he, in a sense, threw down his rod. And he he picked it up by the tail. God, I'll do your will. I'm not going to lean under my own understanding. And you can just go on and on and on through every single person in Scripture. And somewhere or another, they have to come to a place to where here's my path, here's my wisdom, here's what I'm going to do, here's God's way. And are you going to do it your way or are you going to do it God's way? And God can't really trust you and flow through you until you yield yourself to where you are going to do things God's way. That's what this whole thing was about. Moses had been saying, God, I'll do anything. God says, all right. Here's what you've said. Now prove it. Cast your rod down, it turns into a snake. Now pick it up by the tail. And you know what? Moses was sincere in his desire, and he picked that snake up by the tail. And it turned back into a rod. But in his relationship between the Lord, he had literally put his life on the line. And said, God, I'll follow your wisdom regardless of what you tell me to do. You know, this has happened to me multiple times in my life. 
Chino chimba deko, emirundi minji sigu musevili mbula mubu hange. I'll just tell you one of them, but... Ngenda kubulida yo, omirundi gumugo ka, kumirundi eminji chintu jenji chimba deko. Jamie and I got started in ministry back in 1972. We got married and I quit my job and I just started going full time and man. And we struggled financially. It was my own fault because uh, my heart was right but my head was wrong. Wrong. I thought if I was called to the ministry, I was sinning against God if I worked a secular job. And so we were only ministering in one little Bible study a week. Just four or five people. It wasn't very many. And I should have been out working a job to supplement. But no, nonetheless, I, I thought I had to just be full-time. I mean, we struggled financially. And finally, I started a church in uh, Sigaville, Texas. We we struggled that whole time. Then we went to Childers, Texas. And While we were in Childers, we began to start seeing some success. I actually bought a house there. And we actually began to start eating on a regular basis. We had gone at times a week or two without food. And we started seeing some success. We only had 50 or 60 people in our church, but that was huge success compared to the five or six that I had before. And so we were beginning to see some things happen. And then I went to Pritchett, Colorado. Held a meeting. There was, Pritchett, Colorado only had 144 people in it. And at that time, now it's much less than that. But there was only 144 people, and it was about 20 miles from the nearest town that had maybe a thousand people. It was in the middle of nowhere. And I went there and held a meeting. We saw a man raised from the dead. And then I 
AND THESE PEOPLE JUST BEGGED ME TO STAY. SAYS, YOU CAN'T COME IN HERE AND DO THIS AND, and RUIN ALL OF OUR THEOLOGY AND THEN JUST LEAVE. KAKATI ABANTU BECHIBUGA CHINO EBALABO MUFUNGA ZUKI DE NINEGAIDA NEBANGAMBA SEBO TOSOBULA KUJAWANO NO CHANKALA NENJIGIRIZAYAFI NO LOWOZA ANTI OGENDA KUTULE KABOTIO. AND I SAID, MAN, I'M NOT LIVING IN BRIDGE, CALORADA. NEMBAGAMBA BOLUGANDA KANAKABUGA KAMESOSOBULA KABIRAM. IF YOU HAVEN'T BEEN THERE, uh, it may not be the end of the world, but it's close enough to it that you can see the end of the world from there. Kambeko chenku gamba, bubatu veda ngagoku mkaboga kano. Kali nzoku vanga, siye nkomero yensi, neyabu kaveda mu, oja kuchida bila delanti ulikumpi ni nkomero yensi. I mean, who would want to live in Pritchie, Colorado? Echibuzo chichinu, ani ya liagado kubeda mkana kaboga kabaita Pritchie, Colorado? And I said, no, I'm not doing it. But before I got out of the city limits, which was one block, God spoke to me. And said, you're supposed to go back. So anyway, we moved to preach. My point is that although this was God's leading and there were good things that happened in preaching. Did you know it was a test for me? As much as anything else, because in Childress, we were finally making it. We were eating on a regular basis. I had bought a house. It looked like, you know, the uh, light at the end of the tunnel. We were going to finally get out of this desperate situation. And in that situation, God told me to leave all of that, which wasn't a lot by most people's standard, but it was the most I had ever had in ministry. We actually had some security, and he told me to leave that. And go to a place that had 10 people in the church. In a town of 144 people. I mean, the only way you ever leave a situation like that is feet first. That is not a, a stepping stone. To any form of success. But I knew it was what God put on my heart. It's what God told me. And so it was like Moses. He threw what he had, his life. And his tool of his trade, he threw it down before God and it turned into a snake. It looked like it was going to kill him. Did you know when God is training you and bringing you to this place of being usable, He will ask things of you that in your way of thinking, if you lean under your own understanding, 
ngagomundo uza yeyobuntu singobo jesigamieko this is going to be the worst thing that ever happens to me katunda byana bakusaba bijja kulabikanga byebintu ebigenda kubera ebibi ebyali bikubaddeko but it's a test nebisere bisinga kibachigezo and if you pass that test when you give everything you've got to god ndebisere bisinga kibachigezo ndinaisinga omala nokwata byolina nobi wakatonda he will give everything he's got to you ngukakasa nayajja kwata byonna byalina abikuddize it's a great swap mchusa ya bintu nkuru and we think that oh but this is so so important my dreams my visions ebisirebisinga tukene tukaba mukama ebiroto byange okolesebwa kwange all of these career all of these things i could do mukama tebino binabina byenyinzizo kukola you have to be willing to come to the end of yourself and give it all up walk away from olino kubira omwetegefu okutuka kunkomerero yobulamubo ngoli mwetegefu byonna okubireka katonda it turned back into a rod and to everybody else it looked like it was the same rod i'm sure if you had had some kind of a scientist there and you know he had read all of this he says oh i don't believe this was ever a snake. Yali badde asobolo kwata no mugoguno engeje gwali omukalu nagamba guno chogeza ko gamba guno mugogwe gwafuka omusota guno Like he probably taken a shaving off of it and run some kind of chemical analysis and said it was you know whatever kind of wood it was Yali badde asobolo no kugukwata nagusala ko kati nagukebera nera gwali badde guchala bikango mugogwa bulijjo Poison he would he would prove by scientific things that this is nothing but just a stick Ntera yali badde asobolo no kukakasa okuyita mu bintu byenebenebya lyamaze okulaba anti guno dalala guchali muggo ngabwe gwali edda that's what it looked like to other people when you lay your life down era gwala bikango omuggeri abantu abwala nechino chengeza ko kuletira singo malobulambo no obuteka wansi and if you have this encounter with the lord to other people you may look like the same person you were before nobirane sisinkanene nekatonda eri abantu abwala ojakula bikanga go wabulijjo but something has happened between you and god and look at this if you go down to Exodus chapter 4 verse 20 after all of this encounter with the Lord it says in verse 20 and Moses took his wife and his sons and set them upon an ass and he returned to the land of Egypt and Moses took the rod of God in his hands. Lunyulugamenti Musa natwala mukaziwe nabana be nabe bagaza ku ndogoyi naddayo munsi yemisiri Musa natwala omugogwa mukama mu mukono gwe. That is awesome. Echo chikuru. When God said what do you have in your hand? It was just a rod. Katuna byamubuliza anti chicho ina mikono jo. Musa yagamba bugambe nina mugo. It was a stick. It was Moses stick. Wali Weite na bagua katonda gwali guchali mugogwa Musa. It couldn't do anything that Moses couldn't do. Ero gwo mugogwa tegwe nache gwali gwali gusobolukola bachimu Musa chali agala gukole. 
But after he threw it down and picked it up by the tail, it wasn't his rod anymore. It was God's rod. And now he could hit a rock and enough water would come gushing out to feed millions of Jews and all of their animals. He could hold it up over the Red Sea and it would part the Red Sea. He could hold it out over the Nile and it would turn the Nile into blood. He he held it up to the sky and hail came out of a clear sky. And then fire ran upon the ground. Because it was no longer his stick, it was God's stick. It was the rod of God. And it's the same thing. When you lay your life down before God and say, God, I'll do anything. Whatever you tell me to do. God will give it back to you. And you can still make a choice which way to go, but if you will follow the the commitment that you've made to God. Now your life will have supernatural power. You will be able to do things through God's strength. That you were never able to do through your own strength. Thank you for listening to the Gospel Truth Program. We believe that you have been blessed. Please call us on 0200-330-000 to pray with you or to make an inquiry or share your testimony with us. We speak healing into your body and prosperity into your life. You are blessed. Are you in sickness, in deep thoughts, drowning in depression? You feel stuck and nowhere to turn. Andrew Womack Ministries and Caris Bible College invites you to the healing experience. Every last Thursday of the month, starting at 5 p.m. at Park Royal Mall, 5th floor, along Buganda Road. God is a faithful God. When you believe on Him, your healing is always available. Your healing is today.